they charge me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Allegedly Bravo, a podcast about all things reality crime, specifically focusing really on the housewives. I am Cash. And I'm Lauren. How are you? I'm good. You know, I was thinking about our introduction today, and I was like, Welcome to Allegedly Bravo, the podcast that is now about Erica Jane, even though all we talk about is how much we fucking can't stand Erica Jane. It's really an Erica Jane Jen Shaw podcast, but (laughs) we do try to, you know, sprinkle in some other reality crime and some breaks. I'm really thinking that we need to start talking about the Gabby Petito of it all. A thousand percent. And all of the other cases because isn't there another case that's like unsolved right now there's so many and then just before no but like another one that's like major news uh there was another one well just before we started this today I saw that there was somebody um missing who used to be a or is a gospel singer and she was in the hospital recovering from COVID and then all of a sudden is gone from the hospital and her kids are like where the fuck did our mom go I mean, do we just abandon ship right now and start a cold case podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. That is my love language. Yes, we do. Well, maybe we'll have to do a special segment on it because you guys, it's hot and juicy and it is, it's it's wild. It's it's incredible. I can't believe that that Brian Laundrie guy is just like hiding out, out in the wilderness somewhere, maybe allegedly, who knows? Allegedly. Well, and it really, it really does sound like his parents did give him their camper you know and he's out probably living in the alligator reserve who knows but before we get before we get too off topic we have a very special guest today we have such a fun segment that's a little bit different than what we normally do Mm -hmm. um we're not gonna do a lot of legal analysis we're gonna get more into like the fun medical side yeah exactly we're employing our medical expert, um, who you all <laughs> should be following <laughs> right now, go on your Instagram, open it up, follow at classic sky tops. I Press really follow. hate that name now. <laughs> Why? Well, you can't change it for at least a week. <laughs> I know. Okay. I well, know. here, let's introduce her. This is Leah who runs the classic sky tops, um, Instagram account. Um, everyone go follow her and we're doing a fun Girardi health 101. Hi so girls. How are you? Hello. You know, I have my vodka rosé and you know, soda that I like. So a rosé vodka soda. Ooh. I'm very tired. Good <laughs> that for nurse you. Life is exhausting, but I'm ready. I, I studied up. I have my notes. I am ready to mention it all. Oh, I even did my stretches. Oh, good. (laughs) Well, we're both so, so excited to have you here because I think though, I was going to say Lauren and I both know absolutely really nothing about the medical field. Um, I did take a medical malpractice class while I was in law school, you know, and I have gone to my yearly physical, but I think (laughs) Lauren though, you were going to be a nurse at some point. Is that correct? Fully, yes. When I started college, I started college as a pre-nursing student. And 
I like literally could not pass a class if my life depended on it. And I'll never forget one day, my roommate who is actually like smart and good at being a nurse, um, came home from her hospital rotation. And I go, how was it? And she's like, Oh, I got shit on. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, Okay. And I literally, I kid you not the next day changed my major to psychiatry or whatever and, or psychology. I'm sorry, psychiatry. I'm high and I'm drinking red wine. (laughs) Sounds like that psychiatry degree didn't happen either. (laughs) Either way, here I am still trying to pass the bar exam, but I did graduate law school. And for those reasons, that is why we have Leah here today to really break down the Tom Girardi of it all. The questions we have surrounding the insane stories of Mr. Girardi. So before we get into like all of the nitty gritty of it, can you give us a little bit of background? You did mention you were a nurse. How long have you been a nurse? I have been a nurse for going on seven years, but I have been in the healthcare, mainly long-term care field for going on 20 years. I started in high school at the bottom of the totem pole as an activity aide. Then I worked up to a certified nurse's assistant, certified med aide. I mean, so I have long-term care is my bread and butter. What's and, that? Yeah. Sorry. All nursing homes, assisted living. Oh. I love working with, I mean, I just love working with old people. Um, God, I that's a, those, that's a, that's a real specialty. It's, mm-hmm. it's demanding, but I think it's one of those things where you make more of an impact. You get to oh. know them. It's more of just an overall comfort to them because you really get to know them and it's like, they're not acting right. Mm-hmm you know, something's off with them. And it's also, they're so excited to see you and so happy to see you. It makes going to work fun and exciting. It's hard when they pass, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. God, we're all such different people because that is just like a level of empathy. I don't have It's It's hard. Um, especially with COVID this past year, it's, it's challenging, but nursing is, it's a calling for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and we're being we're lucky shit on ha- does happen quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> I made the right decision by dropping that. But honestly, like, honestly, I've always said like there, I'm not really religious, but if there's a heaven, all nurses get an immediately admission. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. I have a question. How many yeah. diapers do you think you've changed and butts do you think you've wiped? Uh, um, oh God. <laughs> I mean, e- easily like, over a thousand. Easily, wow. easily, easily. Different butts or <laughs> different butts. Wow. Um, yeah. It's wow. a lot. It's a lot you see, you, you see it all, you hear it all. Um, I have had, I have had older couples that still very much like to put a sock on the door when they want to be left alone. Like it is, it is an entirely different world. And I loved it. Now I did hear though, that like the, um, you know, older folks home, 
the uh-huh. old folks home, if you will, um, is really a breeding ground for like chlamydia and stuff. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah. Just because I think it's a whole, oh, we can't catch anything. And listen, some of those old men play on player. <laughs> they be <laughs> double <laughs> dipping. Oh they just. Because you know, the number of women outnumber the number of men usually in nursing homes. So yeah, like wow. and if, if they're of sound mind, if they're alert and oriented, we can't tell them, no, don't do that. That's a violation of their rights. We just right. encourage them to be safe. Oh <laughs> my God. That's wild. <laughs> Okay. So then my question, so you've said that you've been in long-term care for almost 20 years now. So does the majority of your career now, like your daily day-to-day activities take place in a old folks home? Yep. Okay. So you're not in like a hospital or anything? No, I currently am um, a medical records nurse at, right now we have 115 patients in in this nursing home, including an entirely lockdown memory care unit. Interesting. Um, so you are familiar with people who have dementia? Oh, very much so. Very much so. Wow. So that's why it's hard for me with Tom Girardi. It's like, God, I'm just not buying it. Yeah. I'm not. I mm-mm. why? Here's What's... my thing. No, go ahead. There's normal age processing. Like when you get older, you're going to have the God, who was I talking to? Or what was I supposed to do today? Just it happens. Yeah. Natural deterioration. Yeah. But with him, he was still going to work. When you have dementia, you have no desire to go to work. Like you are not thinking I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to go to work like Tom was. Even if that's your, even if that's your habit, you just, everything kind of changes, but, and it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, like I was going to ask you that. So does this just, so there's like a climb up. Yeah. Yeah. You start to notice some things and Cognitive issues can be caused by a lot of different things. It can be caused by medication interactions, and, or it could be caused by lack of sleep. It could be caused by pain. It could be caused by stress. Just a lot of different things can make you just feel groggy. Um, normal aging, you just don't find enjoyment out of things. Like, man, I'm getting tired of going to work. My body is tired. Mm-hmm. Tom Girardi was still going to work in his eighties and he was right. still practicing law. Like right. cash. I know how many hours you put in. Cause Lauren tells me, I can't imagine how many hours Tom has put in running his own firm. It, yeah. And so like, I mean, I definitely suffer from it a little bit of a natural fatigue after work, um, <laughs> yeah. But what would you say? Because you said obviously there's there's normal symptoms of aging. What would mm-hmm. be like a cluster of symptoms that somebody would present that would lead you to believe that they were early onset dementia? We'll be back after a quick break. 
Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. Like, Tom Girardi is still being very social. Going out, being seen in public, when the quote-unquote moving into the assisted living was happening he was still out there dressed in his like Sunday brunch outfit Mm -hmm. that does not look like dementia he still seems very much aware of what's going on so you think so you think it's normal aging I think it's normal aging and I also think he knows how to win over a jury he knows. Mm. He knows what will get him sympathy. Look at this old man. But like normal aging, like my grandpa's 87. He's older than Tom Girardi. He's still very much with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you get to be in your 80s and you just, you give up on life. My grandpa learned how to play the violin five years ago at to deal with the grief of losing my grandma he still goes into the office for half a day granted he takes then half the morning off to go to the coffee shop and get the gossip with the other old men yeah he still I mean he's on Facebook he puts out this weekly family journal to all of us oh my god that's adorable he's so cute but he's still very much active but you notice like he takes a little bit longer to maybe respond to what you say because mm-hmm. he's trying to he's trying to get caught up to the conversation. So but, so that's normal in terms of aging, but then somebody say like somebody who is suffering from dementia would not be engaged in normal activities and daily activities no. like going to the coffee shop or getting up like you said getting and going to work for a half a day or no. picking up a new habit. Yeah, no, they become very withdrawn. So they lose the, interest. I'm so sorry to interrupt. The, You're the okay. So we just saw a video that came out on Instagram a day ago or so of Tom leaving that long lunch with a couple of friends, uh, the good old boys club. And he, you know, I watched that video. I must have watched it 15, 30, 100 times. Oh, I was obsessed. When you texted me at work, I immediately closed my office door and just watched it again. (laughs) I, and I can't for the life of me figure out if, is he just being an old man or is he having a weird memory recall issue? Because when Tom answers the question of the, the reporter being like, oh, did she know? Did she know? And Tom takes a beat and then says, yeah, I think she knows. I think that reporter was playing dirty first and foremost, because they initially started with, how are you doing? And, you know, he gives that 
thumbs up, which I will say the thumbs up kind of, it hit me in the heart. Because my, my other grandpa that. used to do that all the time when he was telling a story. So I got a, it, you know, it softened me up a little bit. And then they asked about his assisted living, how it was going mm-hmm. and his response. But then they immediately go, do you think Erica knew what was going on? I could see him just being an old man thinking, oh, about the assisted living. Oh, yeah, I, think she does. I see. Yeah. Okay. He like did not clarify. Interesting. Up. See, that's what stood out to me. That mm. reporter didn't go. Did Erica have any idea about these alleged crimes that you're being accused of? Mm-hmm. Instead, it, we asked you about your assisted living. And do you think Erica knows? I mean, normal conversations with just non-dementia demented as they like to say but I don't like to say that I know I feel it sounds like a scary movie yeah but even people that don't have dementia Alzheimer's cognitive issues whatsoever if you are asking about one subject but then you go to another subject it's not uncommon for them to get confused right you I didn't even think about that me yeah it was very like huh And so when his brother came in and stopped it, I think that was the right thing. Just in the fact of it felt like a trap. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, I mean, any sleuth paparazzi that's sitting outside an old folks home waiting for Tom Girardi. I mean, are we grateful for the footage? Absolutely. But was it done with the best of intent? No, No. we appreciate it. And God bless you. Yeah. God, like I, I texted Lauren, he, that man deserves an Oscar for his investigative journalism. Exactly. <laughs> now, does Tom Girardi deserve to get sympathy? No, absolutely not. Exactly. Um, and that's the weird dichotomy here of like, of like feeling bad for this, like seemingly sweet old man. Like when we've yeah. seen him this whole time, we've been like, oh, he loves Erica. He's this, he's that. Like, we've just seen this like precious man who's just like, mm-hmm glowing and smart and with it and and chubby in the cheeks and then (laughs) you know but then all of a sudden we see him like sunken in and like his eyeball looks kind of weird on the left eye and like you know and I think yeah if you look at pictures of like my for example grandfather two years ago three years ago same thing he looks you know healthy and has collagen in his cheeks and all that stuff and then like if you look at him a week or two ago, like not so much, you know? Yeah. Which I think one of the best things that I was taught in nursing school. And I mean, Lauren knows about this cash. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I had to do clinicals at a prison and you know, if you get convicted of something, you're in there, you don't get let out because you've now become this sweet old man. And they really told us, like, I was sitting there and I was looking at these old men hobbling around with canes. I'm like, oh, my God, those poor old men. And the, the cops there were like, they're not poor old men. They, you know, he raped this many women. He killed someone. He did this. So it's like we immediately see an old man and we go, oh, forgetting. They, mm-mm. 
just mm. because they're old and sweet looking doesn't mean they're innocent. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean you automatically garner sympathy. It's just like a child that commits a crime. Like you see a kid yeah. walking around, you're like, look how sweet he is. And it's like, oh, wait, he murdered 15 people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like, not no. funny. Okay. Wait, I have a question for you. Yeah. So you've, we've talked about dementia and we've talked about you being in um, assisted living facilities. Can you talk about, like, have you been around somebody that has early onset dementia? Yes. Okay, what are some examples of how they interact in society or in the assisted living facility? Like, what are things that you see in with in the one way that the, they respond to the, people, interact? They get a little bit more quiet, almost like they're not um, they're not comfortable. They're not sure if they should be um, like be around people. One of the big things is when we notice that they start acting a little bit funny, our first thought is, well, let's get a urine sample to make sure it's not a UTI because UTIs and older people especially can cause sudden confusion. Wow. Um, And then if, yeah, that's one of the big things. If someone's suddenly not acting right and they're of a certain age, it's like, well, let's check for a UTI. So it would be obvious. It would be that obvious. If, if it's not a UTI, but they're still acting odd, it's like, okay, well, then you look at medications. Did they start a new medication? Are they having an adverse reaction to it? Um, you look at these different things. It's like, okay, why are they not eating as much? Why are they still in the same clothes as they were? Why did they come out without their hair combed? Why did they? There's just little things that... Mm-hmm. Okay. So Erica um, would have picked up on those things, allegedly. Yeah. If they were living you, together, she would have noticed. You would absolutely think. Um, unfortunately, I have a family member who is in the onset and there, there were signs that were seen by various family members because she was usually on top of it, knew everyone's mm-hmm. names and not just, I mean, um, I have a big old Irish family. So this family member came from eight siblings. She was one of eight siblings. She knew all the siblings' spouses, all their kids, all their grandkids. Like she knew there's a hundred and some of us and she knew all of us. Wow. Suddenly it's, she's asking questions that she normally wouldn't ask. It's like, well, you should know this. So there are signs you, Mm. there are obviously signs, something's off. Well, for somebody of Tom's intellect who had the success that he had in his career, balancing multiple businesses Mm -hmm. who we've seen on camera, holding a very being holding a conversation with multiple housewives, recalling a story from how old was he, Lauren? Seven. Oh, John Wayne or whatever on set. Four. 15, 16. He wow. was like, oh no, college, right? Wasn't he at Loyola or something? So wasn't that less than a year after, or like a little bit over a year after that story, he's being conserved? Like, right. what are the chances of somebody developing symptoms early onset dementia and declining that rapidly? Is it that common? Takes, it takes, if you think that there's something going on, they're going to run CT scans, like all the tests, they're going to do assessments, they're going to have speech therapy involved. um, Because speech therapy can also help with cognition. It's a huge, 
I mean, it's used all the time in nursing. Um, so I think one of the, the big things is if you think that someone you love is having dementia, you're going to run all the tests and those mm-hmm. tests can take depending on the time frame. It's going to take anywhere from four to 12 weeks to get all the results. My question is when they run these tests, mm-hmm. like, and they, like, what are they doing? Are they looking inside the brain? Are they having mm-hmm. them perform things? Like what would, it, what does a test for dementia look like? We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Shannon jimenez Sassone, a former NYPD misconduct investigator, a podcaster, and a videographer. I'm Nat W. I've been a social worker for a hot minute. Working alongside the police left us with more doubt than encouragement. Uh, We've tried in our career fields to be doers, and it still feels impossible. Is it even possible to work alongside the police and not be part of the police state? Fixing it does start with having the conversations. It's everything that you should know about the police. It's going to be a hard conversation, but it's a hard topic. Not an Arc podcast premieres Tuesday, January 17th on all streaming platforms. Well, I know for nursing homes and assisted living, when we get a new admit and then every year we do uh, many mental assessments and with many mental assessments, we go through these list of questions. And one of the big things we do is we tell them four words Mm -hmm. and then we say, okay, remember those words, we're going to get back to it. And then we ask them other questions and then we go back and ask them, what were those four words I told you to remember? And then we we base the score on how many they can recall. And that kind of gives us a good idea of, okay, there's some memory loss, but it's not severe. Um, In a hospital, a CT scan is going to show any deterioration of the brain. Mm. Um, And it can also show if they've had a stroke, because when you have a stroke, it can cause issues with the brain as well. And you'll be able to see it. Um, they'll do a lot of monitoring. They'll probably have them go to, you know, go to lots of different doctors, perform all these tests just to see, can they still do their ADLs, which are activities of daily living? Can they still put their shoes on? Okay. Can they still shave? Can they still follow simple commands? Can they wash their face? Can they comb their hair? Mm. And because dementia Dementia is not really a specific diagnosis, like Alzheimer's is a specific diagnosis, but Alzheimer's can cause dementia, which dementia is basically just the um, general term for a cognitive decline. You can have dementia with behavioral disturbance. You can have dementia without, you know, behaviors. Um, There could be other psychoses going on with so, the diagnoses. So with Erica and Tom, mm-hmm. to Erica is alleging apparently now all of a sudden it's not a fact, but that um he has the one with impairment, physical impairment. Okay. Right? Because he can't drive to work and like he couldn't do his daily tasks. Like would balancing the account book be one of those things that you're talking about? Uh, yeah, you would not know how to do you wouldn't know how to do um, finances like that. Like one of the examples that they'll give, if you Google 
um, difference between normal aging process and dementia. Um, and I jotted this down specifically because with the finances, it stood out to me. Um, where, sorry, I have, I have my notes, my notes <laughs> upon notes, because I also saw the questions that people submitted. Mm-hmm. Um, you might like a normal aging, like you might forget to pay a bill like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do that. Well, we all. When you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you have dementia, you have frequently shitty judgment with money. Like mm-hmm. you don't. I mean, that, you should not that be argument, money but then that all. argument goes in favor of Tom Girardi potentially. It, I mean, if he does. does, if he was having this early onset dementia, and like you said, like if there was an ability for him to somewhat function, I mean, he was constantly surrounded by people at his law firm. He was at home. He was out in social gatherings. Mm-hmm. So like there were so many people around him that could notice the decline, but it's like, I mean, it would have had to have taken somebody to step up and acknowledge it and it would have taken erica or some or tom himself to go to the doctor but erica said that she took him to that she had told didn't she just say when in the del mar episode that she told the doctors like hey something's wrong and everyone ignored her is that normal in fairness don't don't judge me i have not watched wednesday's episode yet uh, well, you're busy saving <laughs> lives, so. So I guess I the no judgment. Like Thirty in the morning, so. <laughs> my my what I'm tired. I'm talking about is like this time last year, two mm-hmm. years ago, where you you know his cognition and cognitive function may have been declining slowly, mm-hmm. and he may not have personally recognized it or seen it as being an issue, or he had to go to the doctor people around him, there's a possibility that they saw this decline. What I'm saying is that it would have had to have taken Erica or Tom himself to go to the doctor because it's like, yeah, he could be declining, but I mean, people may have attributed to him being, having old age. And it's like, he could have easily been suffering from early stages of dementia or memory loss. I think the bad thing in this situation is unfortunately, it's very, very common when people are starting to get dementia they might be in denial they might be scared um they're afraid to go get help because then they think you know you automatically go to the worst there's lots of people that have some dementia that they're not stuck in a nursing home in a memory care getting neglected um there's just that stigma with it which is not fair Now, I would imagine that if Tom was going to his yearly physical, the doctor would just do normal questions just Mm -hmm. to see. Um, I also think it's awful of Erica if she was noticing this change in her husband, who she loves so much, she did not call the doctor herself and Mm -hmm. say, I'm really concerned about this. Because as the spouse, she that that was within her rights to call the doctor expressing a concern. Mm-hmm. That's a question for Vince. Oh, go ahead, Cash. What I was going to say is, I going back to when we were talking about mental decline and like the mm-hmm. difficulties with numbers, and we have to, even though we came to, I feel like Tom's defense slightly by saying that there is a possibility, like that that argument could go towards and be in favor of Tom. 
you know, that he was suffering this dementia. He wasn't capable of dealing with finances, but we have to remember these finances, this financial fraud that was taking place was taking place for how many years prior? Yes. Exactly. How many years was it going on? Yeah. Exactly. Years, 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 years. Yeah. Okay, so say that's his argument. Say he's saying, okay, I've had dementia actually for five years. So say, what would a person, so say his first financial kerfuffle happened five years ago you know, where he started having issues balancing Mm -hmm. his finances, where would somebody be at if they were in early stages of Alzheimer's or sorry, dementia five years ago, where would they be at now mentally? Like, would they be able to get out of bed? Would they be able to answer questions? It depends. Um, I mean, dementia is treatable. It's not curable, but there's lots of medications that can help slow down the, the progress of it. Let's just for sake of argument, let's say he's not on any medication and he hasn't had any, any assistance from the doctor. I would be shocked if he was still able. I don't want to, I don't want to say that. It just kind of depends on what part of the brain the dementia is affecting mm -hmm. because it doesn't just affect one big. How about this? This might help. So you don't have to give like a conclusory statement about somebody that you haven't had an opportunity to see (laughs) hypothetically, like hypothetically, if there was an individual who was suffering or dealing with finances and they were starting to misstate numbers, confuse numbers, confuse bank accounts five years ago, where would they be at? Generally speaking, where would they be at mentally and physically now? Would they be able to get up out of bed on their own and remember to eat breakfast? Like, would they be able to get up and shower? Would they be able to go drive their car to the grocery store? Absolutely would not be driving. Mm. Absolutely would not. And I like, could not see someone five years with a dementia diagnosis left untreated um, driving and not constantly getting lost. And like, so especially in. I've been to California once and it was to San Diego. I don't know what Pasadena is like, but I figured if you have dementia and you're driving and all that traffic, no, you would be mm-hmm. causing an accident. You would be, you know, hitting curves or mailboxes. God forbid, like you're, you would be sensory overload. And so what would be the likelihood that you would have an ability to recall a specific memory from 60 years ago about, you know, you being in a John Wayne film, like, are those like long-term, long-term memories you can, because I have a lot of my memory care patients who will tell me, you know, about their children. Okay. But they'll think I have to go and get my daughter from school and, but they'll be able to name the school she goes to, but then they just don't remember like earlier in the day, their full grown child could have come to see them. But then, you know, that's like 45 and has kids of their own and is not in school. Okay. That's four hours later to say, oh, it's almost time for my daughter to get out of school. They can remember stuff from years ago. So for example, my great grandpa lived to be almost 101. And when he was, when he was 99, like I, I used to spend towards his later life. Um, I, we lived next to each other when I was in college and he would recall the name of our dentist in San Diego. And he would recall that like my grandpa paid, played 
professional baseball, like the mm-hmm. team he played for, the position he played. And he would think when we were watching TV that my grandpa was on TV playing baseball. But then he would forget the street he lived on. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's, that's you know, common. the address of his house. And so that makes sense, though, that he would recall the craziest memories from years and years and years mm-hmm. ago, but couldn't remember the simplest of things. So, yeah. And it also just kind of depends on where it's affecting the brain. Is it, is it affecting your short term, your long term? Because mm-hmm. there's all these different parts of the brain that hold different information. So, mm-hmm. but long term memory is usually pretty spot on um, hmm. with and, them. And so dementia, do you just get it or it can be caused by, um, like driving I mean, off a cliff and then being <laughs> unconscious for 12 hours. Oh my God. Can we get into the hypotheticals yes. we have? Yes. Yeah. Let's, yes. let's get into the hypotheticals. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Go ahead, Lauren. Okay. So I'm going to start with this hypothetical. Okay. A 78 year old male who's pretty with it drives mm-hmm. off a cliff of unknown height unconscious for 12 hours outside (laughs) alone overnight with a broken ankle that potentially needs surgery. (laughs) Generally, how would this 78 year old male who's been unconscious for 12 hours overnight present when approaching a hospital? (laughs) I just feels like a law school question. (laughs) Can you tell I'm still traumatized from the bar? (laughs) like a nursing school question where they go which one is the most correct uh, and they're both like the same oh yeah. god, god. okay so what what's weather like in pasadena at night does it get cold uh, probably uh, like low like maybe mid 40s probably at the coldest okay it's okay. not but i would say snow. no but i would say probably low 50s and when did accident happen what month do we remember? It was summer. Um, it, I thought it was in or, January. Was well, this January? is accident number one. You know what? I think this it is be not robbery. Because based on when they film the show, they film in the fall. I would I consider it, the the weather to be sweater weather. Maybe yeah. a heel oh. boot. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Okay. But... An old man, he was 78. Your skin's starting to get thin. Mm-hmm. Um, You're creepy as fuck. So you are chilled more easily. Yeah. If I just have a hard time believing this man got lost on his road, opened his door of the car, Jack and Jill down the fucking hill, laid there <laughs> for 12 hours. And this is what This is what bothers me. There's no hospital record that he went. There's we no know that police. for certain. Well, I'm sorry. There's no police record, allegedly, of this accident. Well, TBD on that well, one. But, I mean, and yeah, hospital records, those are private. We, we, we shouldn't know that. But, right. but as of now, we have no indication that this incident okay, happened. Well, there's, there's no paper trail. So okay, how about this, though? Crazy to Say me. there's no paper trail. What would you actually let's ask Lauren this because you're a nurse. So you would have, you would have, you would follow medical protocol. Okay. As a failed nurse, as a failed nurse and as somebody waiting for their bar results. Yes. 
if your boyfriend had been missing for 12 hours and you happened to wander down the driveway and find them unconscious at the base of the hill, how would you respond? I mean, first of all, I would scream bloody fucking murder. I would be on the phone with 911 immediately, mm-hmm. freaking the fuck out, alerting anyone within screaming radius what's going on. And be I would be like, friends, panicked. Oh, I would be like, we are going to the number one hospital in the number one place in the world and you're getting fixed, whatever the fuck's wrong with you. Yeah, that's the thing. If I can understand there not being a police record that exists, there may be a fire record. There may be an ambulance record. There's no record, way she could pick him up. But there's no way she did not call 911. I mean, for fuck's sake, people call 911 when a cat gets stuck in a tree, you know, people or like their dog's head. 911 when their McNuggets order at McDonald's is wrong. A thousand yes. percent. And so it's, it's so difficult for me, for somebody who is so rational and so holds herself out to be so smart, would not do the first thing that comes to somebody's head. And the most, the the number one response and using common sense would be to call 911. And it makes no sense to me that, so I would call 911 if my boyfriend was sleeping too hard and not immediately responding to me being like, hello, you know, okay. And especially the big, what caused him to be knocked out for 12 hours? Like, did he don't know? I guess rolling down the head. Like, did he get out of the car, realize he was lost, bumped his head and that's what caused him to fall. And, but again, how does she know he was unconscious for 12 hours, 12 hours? Because he told her that. Well, she said at Del Mar, which I'm sorry, Leah, that you're not privy to this, but in Del Mar, okay. she, she said um, that um, allegedly that is what Tom allegedly had said. And that when Dorit, no when Dorit was like, what the fuck? You're the one who told us all this. Like, did no. Tom tell you? She's like, allegedly. Kyle's face when she said that Kyle's like wait what it's your story like I know that's the moment everyone that's crazy okay so Leah wise though it's if you fall down a hill old people fall and break a hip far less than Jack and Jilling down a hill exactly so how does he not have a broken hip and you not knowing they would break it far they would break their hip far more like my, my you would have more broke her hip like yeah. in the shower when she was young slipping. I had I had a resident fall and bump into the elevator door and she broke her upper arm and shoulder. Like I mean, and it wasn't a fall down a hill. You got some powdered sugar bones when you reach a certain age. Oh my god. I mean, my no my aunt, my aunt who was healthy was on a motorcycle and the motorcycle was stopped and it tipped over and fell over and she broke her hip. Yeah. So for this 78 year old man who we don't know if he had osteoporosis, we don't know if he has bad vascular issues. He had glaucoma. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I've known many people that have broken a, broken a bone with glaucoma, (laughs) but, um, I think one of the big things is if anyone falls in a nursing home, assisted living, whatever, there is a fall protocol. The nurses and the aides are supposed to 
figure out what caused the fall. And we're supposed to write up a report that looks like a police report. That way, mm-hmm. if anyone reads it, they can picture exactly where was, how was the person found? Where was the head? Where were the legs? Were they on their back, their side? Was there any blood? Was there any, like, it's mm-hmm. this whole thing. But if they fall and it is unwitnessed, immediately we do a, um, we put them on 72 hour check. Neuro checks, there's a protocol. You get a full set of vital signs. You, you know, ask them questions to make sure that they're alert. They can answer properly. We check their pupils. We check their graphs, their hand graphs. We do everything. Mm-hmm. We do that four times. We do it every 15 minutes for an hour. Then every half hour for an hour, then every hour for four hours, I believe. And then, I mean, there's this whole process. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a big deal. Okay. So then say this person, say you have a patient that has for some reason been unconscious for 12 hours, unbeknownst to you, you know, what, would hypothetically how would the 78 year old man who had been unconscious for 70 or 78 hours how, <laughs> how would this how would a 78 year old man who's been unconscious for 12 hours generally present themselves like what would be their symptoms what would they look like like would they have an elevated heart rate would they have could they even vitals i feel like blood pressure would be elevated because it would be a traumatic event to the body mm-hmm. um i would for sure think they'd be dehydrated. They would be confused. Oh, I didn't think of that. You're laying out there for 12 Yeah, you're going to get thirsty. Hungry, probably. You are going, and then you're going to check immediately. You are immediately going to check for head trauma. Is there internal bleeding anywhere? Mm-hmm. You, felt, you were found at the bottom of the hill or you fell down a hill. You're going to check for internal injuries. You're going to check for a brain hemorrhage. You're going to check for so many things. Um, so we would have been negligent for Erica Jane not to have taken mm-hmm. Gerardi to the hospital. If she, I mean, hypothetically, allegedly, a, allegedly, but if, like Lauren said, if she found her boyfriend like that and that's how she would react, if, I mean, I'm not married, but if I found anyone, I loved in a situation where they are on the ground and they, you know, they, they've been late, like they've been missing all day and you find them on this ground at the bottom of the hill. Oh, oh you know, so, oh, like you don't, you don't sit there in that state of, Oh my God, what's wrong with him? Like, you so, would want every test right. done. Yeah. Well, okay. So that gets me to the next point. First of all, the information that we're missing from this hypothetical is how these two individuals, one being Tom and Erica got from the bottom of the hill to a hospital. Right. Exactly. Because we know, we know he ended up at the hospital because we've gotten this outlandish story that allegedly he had suffered a TBI of some sort, correct? Traumatic brain injury. Okay. But then had a, but then had a broken ankle and there was discussions or advisement on behalf of Erica saying, don't, don't do anything with his head because he was out for 12 hours. 
Yeah. What, let's talk like, about that. That let's is talk a question. About the head injury. Yeah. Let's talk about the head injury because we got so many questions from people, our followers asking, like, how common is that for a layperson or a spouse of some sort to be able to override a doctor's order, order or procedure, especially an emergency if, situation with a if head? Erica is the power of attorney for healthcare. If she is a proxy, what she says goes if Tom was incapacitated, if he was not able to state what he wanted. Interesting. Either okay. it being he was unconscious, he was in a medical um, coma, in a medic in a medically induced coma, if he was not a sound mind based on confusion, concussion, UTI, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if Erica was the legal power of attorney, she makes the decisions and we have to accept that. So but there is a possibility. There is a possibility, but if the doctor is saying, I really feel like we need to do this and the family, the P the power of attorney is saying no, or the resident is, or not resident, I'm sorry. The patient is saying no. More than likely, they had them sign, the hospital had them sign something called a managed risk agreement or whatever they call it, basically stating, this is what could happen with you not listening to us, not Mm -hmm. taking our advice. And by signing this, you are stating that you are fully aware of the consequences, but you refuse treatment Mm -hmm. because that protects the hospital from coming back and getting sued mm. because yeah, it's so dating like right a waiver. There. Yeah, we like offered waiver. this to you and you said, no, you know, the risk, like a risk versus benefits type thing. So does a TBI traumatic brain injury affect, um, anesthesia or like, why would that be the main issue? No. Um, there's lots of people that have had traumatic brain injuries and they still go under. Cause there's I was going to say types- like, massive car accidents or like, yeah, I had a friend who whacked his head real hard skateboarding and had to have brain mm-hmm. surgery. Mm-hmm. And like, that's obviously an injury, but he had if, to go under anesthesia. If a doctor is saying we have to get in there and operate. And if it's a life and death thing, then yeah, they're probably going to do it. Right. Like if it's, but this was of, pins in the ankle, right? <sighs> Yeah. Allegedly. Like there's different types of anesthesia you can use. Now, does anesthesia affect elderly people differently? Yes, it does. Um, It takes longer, longer to get out of their system. They can, um, like something that would take. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. No, it's always a risk. It's true. (laughs) Oh, but like, Oh, now I'm mad. mad. <laughs> oh, Donda but, forever. Donda. But <laughs> God, that Joan Rivers thing happened when I was in nursing school and it made me so sad. I'll never forget it. RIP. Anyways, God, could you imagine what she would say about Erica's fashion? Oh my oh. God. The ponytail with the shower cap thing, the shower <laughs> ring. Her reunion dress. Oh my God. God. <laughs> Dorit's fashion. Oh. Anyways. There's different anesthesia techniques you can use for a traumatic brain injury. I don't, if a doctor that would, telling, that would allow for him to go under. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Now, old people with anesthesia, they might have more delirium, confusion, just feel puny longer than a like 20, 30, 40 year old would. Mm. But you have that's just you have these chemicals in your body. Every time I've been under anesthesia, it takes me about three or four days. Yeah. So and depending on your body mass index, it could just hang around longer. And he was kind of chubby. I mean, as a chubby, chubby myself. He was short and stout. Well, you know, I just, I don't. I think the, I think the takeaway is from this wild, wild hypothetical (laughs) is that it's very, Erica or the wife in this hypothetical could have potentially declined medical treatment for her husband if she was the power of attorney. Very, very unlikely if it was a life or death situation where she was being advised by multiple doctors that some type of surgery had to be performed. However, if she did say, I know absolutely not. And Tom was agreeing at that point they could have signed a waiver of some there sort. would have so, had to have been something. So there has to be, I know we'll never get our little grimy hands on it, but there has to be a medical record out there that somebody has seen if it does exist. I, like I would be, if I was at hospital, you know, who Erica Jane is, you know, who Tom Girardi is in California. If you see the most high profile attorney in the state of California in your hospital, you're going to bet your ass it's going to be a CYA thing, a cover mm-hmm. your ass. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. And and if the other, were... I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. I'm just taking a sip of my drink. It's my MO. All I do is interrupt all day. And not answer your phone or and not answer to your my voicemails. Phone. No, <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh. Okay, so, so if I jack go a ahead. Hill down a hill, I will not call Lauren to come and get Don't me. call me. <laughs> I won't I'll answer. Be there for five she'll, days. Get, she'll get she'll get high and she won't answer. Yeah. <laughs> be like, okay, God, that sucks. So now moving on, we briefly talked about his glaucoma, which is just another, you know, n- nail in his coffin. Oh God. I will I will say, as Leah said, I know a many of persons who have suffered from glaucoma who are mm-hmm. highly functional functioning mm-hmm. individuals. And yeah. my but, dog had it, still has it. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, isn't that why they make medical marijuana? Exactly. Yes. That's the number <laughs> yes. one reason. Everyone's got migraines and glaucoma down in so does I don't know LA. if anxiety. Asked, exactly. I don't know if Warren already asked this, but does glaucoma and could glaucoma eventually impact your cognitive function or mental, or is it mm. purely based in the eyes? Okay. I actually looked this up because glaucoma, it does cause blurry vision mm-hmm. and there are eye drops for it. And ultimately you, you know, you can have, I mean, you could lose your vision, but when they were talking about it being cognition, it's like, that doesn't make any sense okay but so it, like generally they don't go well in. i looked and it said there is a type of glaucoma called normal tension that it's linked to have an increased risk for cognitive issue and dementia interesting but this, but this study didn't come out till the beginning of the year 
<laughs> it was Tom the main subject? Literally, Tom's <laughs> like, here, want some money? <laughs> like, oh my god, he's like the, your test subject. Like, that's I fucking hilarious. Always, I think people have always thought, but it's never been founded. But oh. if he was having glaucoma again, why was he driving? Because it makes your vision, your god, your vision, your vision. <laughs> you get vision. <laughs> I'm not high. I might have poured my, might have been a heavy pour with my rose vodka. <laughs> that is the craziest. If there's a, if there's one takeaway from this entire episode, it's that that is the most insane drink I've ever heard. That's almost I mean, as bad as Sonia drinking rose with soda. I don't oh, know. A rose, a rose flavored vodka kettle or three olives has it. And then you just put a little club soda in it and it's delicious. And Lord, I thought you were drinking vodka and rose. Girl, no. Oh, no, imagine. no, no. Oh, no. Well, I am drinking straight red wine. I oh mean, my God. I thought you were drinking rose and vodka <laughs> with soda water. No. Good Lord. Listen, oh I'm not God. much of a drinker anymore, but I don't even think in my drinking days I could handle that. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying I want- that's crazy. I mean, I learned my lesson in high school when I drank too much Everclear and I had my, <sighs> I was in flip-flops and I had my feet by the fire pit and I woke up to my flip-flops melting onto my feet. Oh, I was going to say, did, were... <laughs> did you catch on fire for the amount of alcohol that you no, had in your system? No, but I, uh, I lost my flip-flops. Oh my <laughs> like, God. I was cast out, not for 12 hours. But... <laughs> yeah, not for 12 hours. Well, no. you know, I got to kind of move tomorrow so i gotta be functioning exactly exactly it's it's my friday and i'm getting tipsy tonight oh (laughs) i i still haven't even packed (laughs) oh well lauren do you have any other any other questions about our dementia conservatorship crazy driving i do have a thing about the Go, oh, oh go. let's talk about the ankle. The ankle. If a doctor is saying we need to put pins in the ankle, like did Erica say no, don't do ankle surgery, or did Correct. she she allegedly, according to Erica on Wednesday's episode, which you unfortunately were unable to watch due to the fact <laughs> that you're saving lives? Um <laughs> Erica said no ankle pins because of the anesthesia tbi and anesthesia Come okay back. i'm gonna be very honest she's fucking lying if a doctor <gasps> is saying if a doctor is saying we need to do pins that means Whoa. it is a fucked up break he would not be walking and i okay only- so so then that I- was our that was another question we had so after because we during the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that season when he when he got in the car accident and broke his ankle, there's a clip right of them in the kitchen, and he's recovering. He's working from home. How what's the recovery process like for somebody that has pins in their ankles? Is it a couple of weeks? Is it months? Is it well, a year? Is it rehab? If if someone had broke their ankle and they needed pins put in. It would be, you would be getting home health PTOT at the very least. What's PTOT? What is that? Physical therapy and occupational therapy. Oh, so you'd have like a person there to 
you would have, you would be getting therapy services. You'd be uh -huh. walking with an assisted device. And I say this from two personal things. My grandmother was in a car accident and she broke her ankle. She, we had a surgery to reset it. Then they told her, you have to go into a rehab facility for physical therapy because you have to like with the flexion and everything, you basically have to make sure you're doing the exercises to make it strong. Yeah. You're not putting any weight on it. Right. So mm -hmm. now my father, he was also in a car accident and he, he was in a head on collision and his right foot completely went to the side. So it, he had to have lots of pins and rods put in his, um, in his foot. And unfortunately a workman's comp thing, it would get infected. They would take him out. They would put him back in. He had like five more surgeries than he oh needed to God. because of his foot. You do not put pins and rods in the body unless there is no chance of healing otherwise, because oh. that means the bone is so broken. They, they have to somehow get it back together. You wouldn't be able to let it naturally heal and then have a normal no. gait after that. No, no. So when, when your followers were submitting questions and one of them was like, what happens if you don't put up, if you don't put the pins in simple answer is you're not going to be walking around like he was around the house two weeks later. There's and no so, way. And so even like in those scenes where they have that party at the house and Lisa Rinna and Erica are wearing the same dress. Remember that where he's like chatting and having a good time with mm -hmm. them walking around. Like he would not have had a normal gait had he not no. had those pins in his ankle. No, because you have to think the bone either punctured the skin, like it broke <gasps> so good. It popped out of the skin or <sighs> it shattered in a bunch of different pieces. Wow. That is why you put pins and rods in to try to, to try to rebuild it. That literally to to put... makes me sick. So, so glad you're she, not a nurse. <laughs> when she said that, I was like, that makes no sense. You, so if a wow. doctor is saying we have to put pins and rods in for it to heal. Yeah. How is he walking now? How is he walking yeah. then? Without a cane or, or a walker or yeah. anything. So, or I, a scooter, like something Sutton, smells Sutton, stinky. Sutton sprained her freaking ankle. And and that's what I'm saying. Wheelchair. Something smells a little off. Something smells look stinky and fishy. With, look at the, the season of the OC where Tamara broke her foot jumping into a hot tub naked. And then like right. three right. episodes later, Shannon. So they were both in those boots on those. Yes. Knee okay. We may not have seen it on the show. Right. Because Tom wasn't on camera all the time. Right. But I would love, love, love to know who at that office is willing to come forward and let us know <laughs> if he was on crutches in a wheelchair and if he was off of work as a result of this injury, yeah. because I mean, it's just so they're the ones that can corroborate said, it. She DMS. said something about the clavicle. It's like, right. Yes. Okay, Didn't that if, break? If a clavicle or shoulder breaks, even if you don't do surgery, you would at least have it in a sling. Right. You can't even do it to stabilize it. You wouldn't be liars. This is why it's and so crazy. Like it doesn't, Having you verify this is just making me 
more aware of how it insane the story is. And you you have to think about his age. Right. It wouldn't be shocking a man of that age to have osteoporosis, to have brittle bone, to have all these like things. Because you see a freaking 15-year-old break an ankle and he's on crutches for a month. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they have pain forever for the rest of and, their life. And honestly, when somebody at that age breaks a hip or a bone, they generally die. It, I mean, you decline. You That's decline so quick. Or they at least get a handicapped parking spot. Yeah. Or end up I in mean, a facility. Like, yeah. now, now, Tom Girardi has plenty of money. I mean, allegedly stolen well, money. plenty of other people's money. I have a comment but, about that later. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> but you would think he would have home health. If he didn't want this getting out, he would have a doctor come to exactly. his home. Exactly. He would have home mm-hmm. health. He would have an in-house nurse. Exactly. But mm-hmm. it's making sense. It's it's not. And for Tom Girardi to get out of his car, Jack and Jill down the hill, be knocked out for 12 hours, to be laying there and then be fine. He is not Captain America. No. He is not this <laughs> nine-year-old in this super, <laughs> like, medically processed body. This is. Right. You're an I, old man. You are an old man. You're an old man. And That's it. I Oops. just. And I know of, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm going through my notes. <laughs> I have a comment and I hate to do this to you since you did You're not fine. watch last week's episode, but Lauren, when they were sitting upstairs, it was Erica, Lisa Rinna and Kyle Richards. Mm-hmm. Erica invites both of them into the, the room. Mm-hmm. She gives the update that Tom's been conserved. He's going to go into this facility, how Erica's very, very deeply upset about it, mm-hmm. how she feels like, um, betrayed by his family, that his family's not stepping up to they take him in. Him. Did but... you hear the moment? Did you hear the moment when she was almost bragging about what Tom has done for her family and like how yeah. he paid for her mom to be or grandma to be in a facility? I was like, with other people's money, right? Like, why right. are you still talking about this? Like, right. why wow. are you still? yes it was so cringeworthy to me I was like it's like no Tom didn't pay for that that was supposed to go to a skin graft yes or a vaginal mesh bladder sling like yeah some vaginal rejuvenation I don't know orphans and widows or that it was just so crazy when she said it and I feel like she made another comment I was like if you're trying to elicit sympathy out of your audience like you are doing a god-awful job at it and there's no self-awareness no and that pissed me off so much why you know because in previous episodes she sat there and she's like Tom and I don't talk I told him like I told his lawyers he has to stop calling me because he makes a comment and says Although we're not speaking, he was still my husband of 22 years. And I still feel, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about him going into this elderly facility because well, then, of the way that people wait, because of the way that pe- people treat them and how they're get fucked. I know. And then how their health, <laughs> their health declines rapidly and how she's concerned about that. I, I used to be the director of nursing for an assisted living community. So I would do the assessments on all the, all the admissions, I would go and see, are you assisted living appropriate? Because there's certain guidelines for assisted living. Um, so there, anyone can move into assisted. 
as bad as this sounds, anyone can move into assisted living if you have the money. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be honest, it's a business. Now, if you need more, because assisted living, there's a lot of people there that are independent with all their cares. My aunt moved into assisted living because her house didn't have air conditioner. So she moved into assisted living and flipped our house. Well, and it might be maybe your spouse died and you just want to be around people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not hospice. It's not you go in there. Yeah. It's like a um, dorm room with a chef. I mean, some of those assisted livings are pretty damn nice. You got a yeah. bar, yeah. you got a pool. You Happy hour. Like, I mean, chlamydia spreading left and right. Exactly. Like, doors. You got I mean, stripper like poles. College all over again. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I just I, I don't enjoy. Kills me is a conservatorship. I mean, it's his brother, but I also think this is a convenient narrative. I so, agree. From a legal perspective, obviously, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think you know someone had asked if there's any. I don't know if it was you guys or someone else. They had asked if there was any long term effects from a fall. Oh, uh huh. If I mean, if you're passed out for 12 hours, I mean, God bless. I don't know how you didn't have pneumonia. You didn't have all these other issues. But anytime you go unconscious and there's a concussion, it can have possible lingering long-term effects. Interesting. Because that's a traumatic issue that went on with your head. Like you hit your head hard enough to be concussed and then you went unconscious. So it can be. I just don't think in the four years, three years when this was being filmed from his first accident to when all these allegations happened, like Cash said, these crimes happened way before 2017. Mm-hmm. Do we think yeah, this, all that- this behavior was ongoing and it sounds like what I'm assuming happened is it started off small and it was something that he did periodically throughout his career. And then mm-hmm. it began to snowball because he was, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. So it was like mm-hmm. this, his, his debts consistently grew. Do you think at all that like him being married to Erica, he felt pressure to. Yeah. There's a lot of. Because mm-hmm. here's this old man. Here's this younger woman. I mean, yeah. she. She probably knew what she was doing being a stripper. It's like, like keeping has- up with the Joneses. Like she, well, because in her book, I read her book like a hundred times. She was, when she moved into that place, allegedly it was empty. There was nothing in it. And, and that's I, the style she picked for. I know. Right. I know. Right. But it's like, to me, I'm wondering if Tom was like, wow, I have this hot lady who's mm-hmm. redoing my house, etc. Whatever you need, babe, go off. Yeah. Like here's all these men that want to be with her. But I think we, I think we can all agree. They, they had a little arrangement. Oh yeah. Did you guys see that? I think Bravo snark side shared it that Tom was caught out with a female companion mm-hmm. recently. I thought that was old. Was it old? I thought it was pre-assisted living, mm. but it might. But he's, not living it, in the, he's not living in the assisted living. Yeah, that's, not? no, they had no I, record of him there. Oh, so 
But I thought that that video that we saw is him walking out of the assisted living. That looked like a business center. Oh, you guys, I thought he was in the assisted living this entire time. No, I think he wants us to think that. But what yeah, the, where is he, he living? Oh, I'm sure he has another house Shut up. that Erica doesn't know about. Allegedly. I mean, think of all the houses he has that she doesn't know about. Oh, I thought that he was in, in a apartment. facility. Okay, here's... You know that when we first saw him after months not seeing him and he looked all frail and he had the yeah, face mask The black on guy. And, yeah, and it's like, what the hell happened to Tom Girardi? Um, but then we see him when he's moving in and he's in like his Sunday best. Yeah. Like going to brunch or going to watch his granddaughter. Always like, wearing blue. Uh-huh. You know, that baby Easter blue. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to hide himself. Like, here I am moving mm-hmm. into an you guys can't see my hand motion. I like know. I'm doing, <laughs> but he's making it very, look at me here. Yeah. I am. He wanted to be seen. Yeah. I like he's seen. for sure hiring them to take those photos. Well, and every person I had that moved into an assisted living, the actual patient moving in, they were in the apartment telling people where to put stuff. You weren't outside standing there watching people move something in. That's, mm -mm. he wants us to believe the narrative that he's selling us. But I can't figure out the video that posted yesterday. Yeah. How do they know he was there? I mean, someone might have tipped him off. I need to do more research on this because I'm absolutely shocked. I just. I think it doesn't even matter if you do research with half of it's a lie anyway. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, not this, not this, not this intense journalism we are doing right now. Right. (laughs) You know, I used to be a journalism major. Well, see, and it's paying off. You guys, there have been so many majors that have happened in this, in this zoom. I know. Oh my God. To be a nurse, but she didn't want to get shit (laughs) on. Apparently she went into (laughs) psychiatry. Oh wait, psychology. (laughs) I used to be a journalism major. Cash, I think you're the only one that's on track. I was a history, (laughs) political science major that went to law school. (laughs) I mean, it's that kind of one in the same. That's yeah, so that's the pathway. Um, okay, so, so let's wrap it up. Let's talk about, do you guys have, a, so I think we can all agree here that we are not really super believing whatever we're being spoon fed. Oh, no. Can't right. wait for that reunion though. Right. Um, but let's, let's share, do you guys have any criminal behaviors for the week? Uh, my <laughs> criminal, my criminal behavior is very literal. It's Brian Laundry and his family and mm-hmm. the aiding and abetting a criminal. That is my criminal behavior. I have nothing else. It's the only thing that's occupied my mind this entire, like the entire last two weeks. Wow. Lauren and I have spent hours talking about this on the phone, watching body cam. My boyfriend won't let me talk about it anymore. He's like, you need to talk about something else because I truly can't. Yeah. Mine's very literal. It's the Brian Laundry family and his parents are, should be ashamed of themselves. Do you think he's alive? Yes, I do. I do. Let's call them the dirty laundries. Yeah, the dirty. Seriously. But (laughs) I think he's alive because I think he's too big of a because at first my theory was that he was that he was going to go out and kill himself. Mm -hmm. But then I started to realize that he's too big of a coward. No, he's too big of a narcissist. Yeah, narcissist. Sorry. Thank you. 
he's Mm. too big of a narcissist to do it and he thinks that he's smart enough and he can get away with it so in a situation like this will his parents like get in trouble for maybe aiding and abetting if he in fact did it if he in fact did what we all are alleging yes if they did what he if all is true what we hypothesized yeah yes but we don't know if it's true so if he killed gabby petito came home and his parents were made aware of the allegations or sorry, not allegations, the fact that he committed a homicide and they helped him in any way or provided him money, told him where to go and have not cooperated with law enforcement. They can be charged and prosecuted for aiding and abetting a criminal tampering with evidence, whatever. Wow. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah. But I mean, don't do shitty things. Yeah. Don't kill people. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Um, okay. Leah, do you have any criminal behavior? Well, mine is not near as intense as Cash's. Mine's not either. But <laughs> We're generally I, not. <laughs> I honestly, if I tell you good morning oh. or like, and you say nothing to me, <laughs> fuck you, dude. I don't want to be there first thing in the morning. You know, I'm not that chipper, but if I say, oh, hi, good morning, and you act like I'm not around, it's like, okay, I guess I'm talking to a wall. Fuck you. And yeah. Warren, I know that you're about to move to the Midwest, and mm-hmm. your boyfriend and myself warned you that we always go, oh, 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 like, oh. we're about to, like, walk into you. Uh-huh. It bugs me so bad when I almost bump into someone at Target or Walmart or wherever, and I go, oh, excuse me, and they don't even acknowledge me. Oh. Don't make me feel like I'm invisible. <laughs> acknowledge me acknowledge me unacknowledgement is criminal it's criminal <laughs> it's like it's it's like people that don't hold the door open for you Ooh. or like walk yes. through the door and they just let it slam in front of you it's like what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> it's like a, a scala and literally everybody yeah. walking through the in door. every door yeah <laughs> i mean i'll say this so if i get on an elevator it's like i don't want people in oh. i don't want to make the small talk so dark close dark close dark close that's an exception <laughs> i just don't like that awkward all right <laughs> And I know, I'll be like, honest, hey. I use the elevator to fart. Like, I don't want people <laughs> Oh, in there you're one me. of those. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's empty. <laughs> I'm about to change my criminal behavior. <laughs> Only if it's empty. It's oh, my God. You know what? Great idea, actually. <laughs> okay, Lauren, what's your criminal behavior? Mine is mosquitoes. All parts. I hate them. Go to jail. Moving to I, Minnesota. Don't tell me anything about they're like the size of cars. Back. Shut the fuck up. Like, Swear to God. Minnesota Are you serious? A, Minnesota is the land of lakes. Mosquitoes like water. You're gonna be- yeah, I'm you're going to be by stagnant water. What do I do, you guys? It's too I late. mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> where you're moving in Minnesota, the lakes are usually further north. And you only have about three good months of Exactly. I'll be I'll be inside the whole time. Don't worry I, about Kai, me. Did she tell you that she's so excited to step on a leaf that's actually changing colors and to hear the crunch of it? I want to hear it crunch. Our <laughs> leaves are fucking slippery out here. Yeah, Lauren doesn't know. I've experienced fall because I lived in Northern California and we had leaves that changed and lived up in the mountains for a little bit. So it's crazy to me that that's going to be really a first for her. Like she's so excited. It's going to be fun. 
But mosquitoes are my criminal. You don't understand, though. I mean, living in Southern California, growing up there our entire lives, you don't experience like your Christmases and Thanksgivings. It's 85 degrees. Like, I remember they said if it I remember there was a local jewelry store that said if it rained on Mother's Day. Everyone got a diamond if you went in and it fucking never fucking rained on Mother's Day and no one ever fucking got diamonds ever. Wow. It was like, yeah, and it's May. And isn't the thing like April showers? Well, I guess May, then it was just, like, it May, was and, the May and April or May and April. They're different. Different they're different. They're different. OK, I just I'm so excited for your Minnesota journey. Oh, we'll vlog it. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, me. Seriously, seriously, you have to. That's so funny. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think that wraps it up, you guys. I had yeah. so much fun. This was our I first special, first special guest that's ever been on the pod, and oh. we're so glad it was our fave classic sky tops. Follow her on Instagram. Um, let us know if you want her back to do a deeper, deeper dive once we get some more information. I mean, we can I always her, do it. I want her on for the Brooks cancer scandal. Yeah. Oh my god. That would be yes. that would be incredible. You don't mind. Yeah. Oh you know you what? Would, I would do anything for you. Oh. I don't wear your your sweatshirt out when I was walking the dog this morning, not realizing, and I sent I sent Lauren a photo of what my hair looked like. <laughs> <laughs> but the sweatshirt, fabulous. Are they oh, not yeah. the best sweatshirts? They are amazing. And I wish you guys could see the shirt I have on now because it's like, oh, since we're doing this on Zoom, you know, my little nurse shirt that says, I'm a good nurse. I just cuss a lot. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. But, well, no, girls, this was so, so fun. Thank you so much for asking me. You're welcome. We had so much fun. So everybody go follow Leah Classic Sky Top, C-L-A-S-S-I-C. Sky Tops, S-K-Y-T-O-P-S. Follow us at Allegedly Bravo. Our website, www.allegedlybravo.com. And buy our buy merch. Buy a sweatshirt. It's like buy Leah said, they're cozy AF. That's bonfire.com slash store slash Allegedly Bravo dash store. Slashy dashy. And, and you know what? What? That, that sweatshirt's going to be great for fall and it's going to be even better for the skaters. Oh, I'm going to be I mean, full sweatshirt for ski. I vibes. would love it if you guys would make compression socks so I can wear them at work. Oh my oh, God. For sure. I'll get right on it for real. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Bye everybody. you guys. Follow us bye. on Patreon. Pa- Patreon.com slash allegedly bravo. Okay. Bye.